0: You're listening to Women & Wealth WordPress, a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of female empowerment and financial freedom through the wonderful world of web design. Hello, everyone. Happy Thursday. Welcome to another mini Sode episode. I am this week on my way to a conference in Canberra, which I am so excited about. By the time this episode drops, I will be hopefully packing and hopefully not in my normal last minute rush flurry of getting everything ready, but you never know. So I'm really excited about that. So, along with that, I feel like it's really a great time actually to talk about how to build confidence as a developer, as a woman, as a mom, as a business owner. I think this is something I've been thinking a lot about. I've been having conversations with my women in my course about, my friends. It seems like it's in the air at the moment, so I'm really excited to talk to you guys about this because, yeah, it's something I've been going through a little bit of an evolution around as well. If you've been following me for a while, you might actually notice this. And it's quite funny, I saw something come up in my memories recently, and it was like me as I started my business for over four years ago now talking to the camera and I was like wow just everything about me is different the way I talk the way I look the way I sound everything about this you know interaction of me talking on stories has just come in leaps and bounds and I think a lot of that is around confidence so I feel like this is something you can never get enough of it's a never-ending journey like most of the things we do but I would love to share some tips around how I have worked on building my confidence in this episode. Okay. So the first thing I really want to say is that a lot of confidence is tied up in imposter syndrome, right? And one thing that I think we think about other people is that they don't have it because they are able to portray themselves in a specific way. You only see a specific side of them. And this is one thing that I get from my students. And one thing that comes up again and again in my business is that I actually do have imposter syndrome as well. And everything I do, everything starting this podcast, putting together my course, even starting my business in the first instance. At every stage of growth, there has been some imposter syndrome and it still rears its ugly head even if I've been doing the thing for a few months. If I come up against a mistake or an issue or whatever it is, it always pops up. There's a self-doubt thing that we all have to go through and then once you've gone through it, you've proved to yourself that you can do the thing and then your confidence grows. So I'm going to talk a lot about this, about doing it scared, doing it anyway, and just pushing through, feeling the uncomfortable feeling and just doing it anyway. I think this is a really big part of confidence and growing your confidence as well. So I think part of this comes down to being women. A big part of our life is experiences of failure or experiences where people didn't believe in us or trust in us or give us that push or that confidence we needed. We may have had our voices tampered down or be told not to speak up or whatever it was I'm sure we all have specific experiences that we can point to that may have helped bring up this feeling of self-doubt or that imposter syndrome on this one I would really love it if there's a specific experience recently or it could have been in your childhood or wherever it was that may have dented your confidence and really break it down was it actually something you did was it actually something someone said to you or was it your own biases feeding into the situation just really take some time to reflect on that and break it down and figure out, okay, what was happening here? Where was it coming from? What did that feeling cause inside me or what did that instance make me feel? And how can I unravel that? Again, this kind of comes back to that money mindset. It's the same thing. It's just recognizing, unpacking, moving past it. We actually have this module in Women Food Press, my course, called Tech and Troubleshooting. And I always start off with the masterclass with saying, I know that feeling. I know the feeling when there's something you need to do when something breaks and something goes wrong and you don't know what to do and you're overwhelmed, you're anxious, you're scared, it's horrible, you get this thing in the pit of your stomach and you're really like, okay, what do I do here? I'm out of my depth. I'm not cut out for this. Why am I even doing this job if I don't know how to fix this thing? But what I really want to highlight to you here is that when these feelings of self-doubt come up, what you're actually afraid of is not being able to do it not the thing itself. So one thing that I always say is actually, if you come back to the fact that everything that you have gone through so far, you've got through. Everything you've managed to solve in your business, you've managed to solve. You will be able to do this as well. If you trust in yourself, if you trust in the process, if you trust in knowing that you know how to figure out what the answer is, you will be able to get through this as well. And I do have a personal example of this. I have had my wisdom tooth poking through for so long. And this is very annoying to me. So I've had this wisdom tooth poking through. And I'm like, I need to go get my wisdom tooth fixed. I need to go get my wisdom tooth fixed. There's a lot tied up in this. So part of it for me is money mindset. I had this really big fear of, oh my gosh, it's going to be thousands of dollars. Because as a child, that was always all I heard about the dentist. It's so expensive. Oh my gosh, I need to go to the dentist again. So it's been this belief that's been drilled into me. This comes back to the money mindset thing again. And I left it so long that it actually got really badly inflamed and I had to go in and I thought it was infected and I thought I would have to have an emergency removal. And obviously then I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so much money. So I went in and she walked me through it and she was like, we need to let this heal. We need to make sure that it's better. Your x-rays actually show that it's in a good position, so we will be able to remove it. It's $600 for removal. It's in chair. We'll be able to do it in about six weeks when you're all healed up. Oh, $600. Ah, I'm such an idiot because I left. I let this thing go so long. It's been bothering me for so long. It's been uncomfortable. And then because I did all of that stuff, it just got worse and worse. I got into this situation where I was in so much pain. It really messed me up for a few days to pay for this extra session at the dentist. I have to come back now to get it checked, and then I have to come back to schedule it to. You know, actually get the tooth removed. So, not tackling it was much, much worse of an outcome than actually tackling it. Sometimes, what I find is that the fear of doing the thing is way worse than actually doing the thing. So, it's the same thing with self doubt. What I think that a lot of the time we're afraid of is that we can't do the thing when we don't actually even know what the thing is. So, if you can make it clear, And if you can pinpoint what the next step is at any point in your process, at any point in your business, and you take that step, you will get through. You'll get to the end and you'll be like, oh my gosh, what was I so worried about? I bet that you have instances where you can see this and recognize this as a fact in your business. We've all been there. So yeah, I think it's really critical to just focus on getting through. If you've seen, there's a kids movie on Disney called Luca and one of the guys, one of the main characters on there says to his friend, you've got a Bruno in your head. You just need to tell it to shut up. So sometimes we need to recognize when we have our own Bruno in our head or is it a true fear? Is it truly anxiety or is it a Bruno in our head that we can just tell it to be quiet and move on with our day? So I think, yeah, this really comes back to awareness, which I will talk about a little bit more. Okay. Okay. The next thing that I want you to do is start to celebrate your small wins. So building confidence is a journey of a, they always say a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. So it's really important to acknowledge the tiny milestones along that journey. So one thing, this is going to be a really quick one and a really actionable tip that you can do. If you have been around for a while you'll know that I don't really like to do things twice or I don't really like to do things that don't make the most of my time so everything I try and do I try and be like okay what else can I use this for so I've talked about this in previous episodes about having a kind words folder on your phone but one thing I've actually recently started doing is actually sharing them to my Instagram at the same time and saving those as a highlight on my profile so, I'm saving them for myself to refer back to, but I'm also using them as a marketing tool. So, it's like a double-edged sword here. I've called mine my kind words highlight. You can go and check that out on my profile just to see how I've set mine up. But rather than just saving it, you know, in my phone in a folder in like my photos graveyard, I'm really starting to use those and utilize them as a marketing tool because that's what they are. They're really true pieces of feedback that I've received from my clients, from my podcast listeners, from my students and Only do they make me feel good, but they actually do help communicate my value and how much I give and how much I try and really give to all of the projects and clients and students and everything that I do. Yeah, it's a really great proof point. Okay, next up constructive criticism versus negative feedback. Okay, so I'm sure you would have heard both of these terms constructive criticism and negative feedback. I think it's really important to try and look at a project as all feedback can be constructive criticism depending on how you take it and depending on how you guide that process. So when I started my business I really came into it from a place of every project I do everything I take on if a client gives me feedback I'm going to take it in a positive way I'm not going to default to oh they don't like what I've done I did something wrong I did something bad I really try and look at it at a place of, I'm trying to do the best for your business and so are you. Sometimes that may not align. But one thing that's really key to know here is that sometimes you make decisions for a specific reason and the client just doesn't understand. So there's a few facets to this, right? You need to be able to explain why you've made certain decisions in a kind and helpful and educative way. But you also need to be able to take that feedback and be like, okay, if that's what they really want to do, let's do it. And it's not a negative reflection on your work. It's not a ne- negative reflection on your skills. It's just part of the process of building a website. It should be collaborative. It should be two sided. Everyone should be able to speak their piece without being stressed out about what's going to come from that. And I really think come at it from a place of open mindedness, come at it from a place of growth mindset and learning. And I always try to make it really clear to my clients from my intake and those first calls that I take every piece of feedback seriously. I will consider everything. I really want to know what you're thinking. No piece of feedback. No change is too silly. Please tell me. And I have actually had clients who I've had a call with to actually get their feedback verbally and then at the end be like, oh, phew, thank you so much for really taking that feedback so well. We were really nervous about saying this or saying that and how it would go and that was a real eye-opener to me because I was like, of course, like that's what I'm here for. Have they had instances in the past where feedback hasn't been taken? Probably. A lot of my clients have worked with developers previously and they haven't had a great experience. So that's another touch point that I'm saying your feedback is important. I will take it. I will you know, implement it to the best of my ability. And that's really beneficial for them. But at the end of the day, everyone's also just human. Any situation that can be A little bit confrontational, or you need to be confident in saying what you think can be hard to do for a client as well. So, also think of it that if you're not taking this feedback in a constructive way, it actually can affect their self confidence as well. So, it's a two way street here. I think it's really important to not focus on the negative when you get a piece of feedback, focus it, focus on it as a way to grow because that can otherwise really hinder your confidence, depending on how you're looking at that situation. Okay, the next one I want to briefly mention, and I say briefly because I want to do a whole episode on this one, is setting boundaries and saying no. So confidence is really also about understanding your worth and your value and your time and your skills and your expertise and really where the line should be drawn and actually being able to stick up to that, to stick to that and not be afraid to say if a boundary is being pushed. Obviously, this is going to be uncomfortable anytime this kind of situation happens. But like anything, like a muscle, it can be learned, it can be grown. The more you flex it, the easier it gets. So practice assertive communication. When you're writing your emails, go back through them and take out the additional smiley faces and the additional exclamation points. This is something I have to do myself, definitely. If a client asks you to do something that's more than what was agreed upon originally or is out of scope, you are allowed to say that's out of scope. What I tend to do, and obviously you can decide where you sit in your business and what feels right for you. But what I tend to do is in the first instance, say, yep, cool. Happy to do that. Just letting you know, this is out of scope. However, I would love to include this for you so we can get the most out of this project. How does this sound? The value of this piece is around this amount. Next time we add on something like this, I will have to start charging for my time. But how does this sound? This is where I actually have had a Bit of a rough couple of weeks, and I had to refer back to my lawyer for something, and I will talk about this again. But she actually said to me that if you are offering something out of scope, that is a variation on your agreed contract, you need to say something like, "This is a good faith offer, which is not available as a refund if you decide not to take it up." So you really need to be clear that this is over and above. This is what it's worth. You're doing it in this instance, but you will not continue to do it, and really. Draw that hard line right from the start because that will make the project go so much smoother. Okay, next one is continuous learning and growth. I feel like I can't talk about confidence without kind of dropping this one in. One way to boost confidence is by mastering craft. So constant learning in the ever-evolving field of web design is really critical, I think, in this field. Things are always changing. We really need to be future-proofing ourselves for AI, for all of these other types of things that are coming at us. And one way that we can do that is by having quite a holistic and broad knowledge. So I really recommend dedicating a set number of hours each week to learning. And this could be through online courses, webinars. I actually just brought a couple of webinars from the Digital Picnic. They do like these lunch and learn sessions and they also have kind of bigger masterclasses available every now and then. Whoever you like to learn from, figure out who you resonate with and you like their style and what you can take from them and really do spend some time doing that. Sometimes I like to play webinars while I'm working. While I'm designing a website, I actually can have something on in the background. It's different if I'm doing strategy work or if I'm writing, I can't have anything on. You don't have to be giving them your full attention. You can sometimes listen to podcasts or whatever it is. Find ways that you can learn and do it. One thing I think is really helpful as well as web designers to master your, the main tool that you use, I use Elementor, is every website that you look at, really try and think, okay, how did they do that section? How did they do that section? What widget would I use there? How would I create this layout? Is it a Z index? Is it a minus margin? What is it about this layout that I would do to get it like that? With everything, there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. You know, how you do it might be different to how someone else does it. There may be a better way to do things that you learn or that kind of reveals itself along the way. But I think that's a really key exercise to do. So when you are filling those skills gaps, uh, you definitely will find that your confidence grows naturally, right? You're adding to your value. You're adding to what you can communicate to your clients, the service that you're communicating to your clients and all of those things. A couple of things on this one I also want to mention. Do not procrastinate. This is something I've been guilty of. Don't think you need to know everything before you start. Like I said, take the next right step. This is something we all need to be reminded of from time to time. And then the other thing is that do the thing that you're doing to the best of your current ability, right? Your current prices reflect where you are right now and they will change over time. As you learn more, you will raise your prices. And it doesn't mean necessarily that back at that previous level and that previous price point if you did something wrong, it's the end of the world. That person was paying you at that time for your current skill set. There's a lot that comes into this. I think that there is a baseline as web developers that we should be offering, things like Google Analytics integration, things like SMTP, Search Engine Console, submission, all of these types of things that I know some people aren't offering. But at the same time, your prices and what you feel your current worth are, are a reflection of your current ability. And just realize that if you make a mistake, weigh it up with yourself as to whether it should be included in that price you charge and if it's something you need to fix but also I think it's really important that not everyone knows everything at all times no one's perfect no one's doing a perfect website project every time there is always more to learn and as that happens your prices will increase so I think that's really important to keep in the back of your head and the last thing I want to say to you is about self-awareness so A lot of confidence, I really believe, comes back to self-awareness. It's really easy to not really understand the level of detail and knowledge that you have because you do it day in and day out because it is skills that have built up over time, over previous jobs, over previous careers, being a mother that has taught me so much about multitasking and project management, confidence, stress, working under pressure, all of these types of things. But all of those things that you've built up over time that because of your history and your experiences, others may not. What you find easy, others do not. This is why it's valuable. So it's really important to break down the things that you know and highlight them. This can come back to a really um, great piece in in terms of your content marketing as well. But really thinking, okay, this is something that I do that other people don't. I need to talk about this. This is something that took me six months to learn. I need to talk about this. So one example of this is I had a client this week that I built an email template for, and she came back and she was like, we want to do this. We want to do this. Can we send to the footer? Is there a reason the footer is left aligned? And I was like, there's always a reason. So these are the reasons. There's like a bunch of them. The brand is quite professional. Center aligned is a little bit more casual, a little bit more fun. So that's one. The other reason is that the rest of the email is left aligned. So center aligned does not make sense. Okay. So that's another reason. Another reason is that center aligned is very difficult to read because the lines of text, all different widths and it goes out in, so it's really hard for your eyes to find where the start of the line is and read it well. So people tend to skim over sections that are center aligned, especially if they're longer bodies of text. Once I had explained all of those things to the client, I was able to say, but knowing the rules, we're still allowed to break them. I still just want to highlight to you why my thought process, and if you still want to do center aligned, let's do center aligned. We ended up doing center aligned. and. It's not the end of the world. Most people are not going to notice, but for that client, that was their preference and that was what they wanted. So that's what we went with. Really picking out the things that you know that other people just don't. This is why you are valuable. This is what should build your confidence. Because for me, I used to be a teacher. I did a degree in teaching. That really helps me in my course now because it helps me to break down complex topics and explain things and be really patient if people aren't getting it and really help them through it. I used to work in corporate and I was working in digital marketing, internal comms, um, doing all of their EDMs. We did a lot of stakeholder management and internal management, working with like high level the executive team. So that makes me quite confident now to be able to go into a medium sized business where there's a board of directors and I'm doing a strategy session with them and I need to talk them through what we need to know for the project and bring them along on board with the process. There's a lot of things in my past that kind of allow me to do what I do now, and we can't take those things lightly. So I'd love for you to take some notes about the things in your life that have contributed to what you're doing now and really call those out as you're doing your work, really think about, okay, why am I making these decisions? I think a lot of the time now we just make them without going through the whole thought process. We just know instinctively where something should sit or how it should sit or how much animation to add, all of these types of things. But other people don't. So really call them out. Really try and think through the process as you go. And I think that will really help in terms of building your confidence so I hope that you have found this helpful one resource I really love as well is the queen of confidence she has a podcast and she is on instagram as well I really love everything that she has to say on this topic so you may as well and yeah before I head off I just wanted to say you have skills knowledge time and energy worth compensation so you are incredible you are already here listening to this podcast you're doing the thing you're upskilling already so you're halfway there so yeah you've got this If you love what I do here, let's connect. I tend to hang out on Instagram and you can find me at Seedling Digital and at Woman Wealth WordPress. You can head to womanwealthwordpress.com forward slash freebie to download my free Embrace Your Dream Life workbook. This guide is over 10 pages of actionable information and worksheets designed to help you build a profitable and fulfilling business in three steps. Get clear on your why, improve your money mindset and hone in on your messaging. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a rating and a review. It truly means the world to me and I read every message and kind word. Till next time, aim big.